0: And welcome back to Bar Down Breakdown. I'm your host, Mikey Ryan, live from the Hive, joined by my boy, Tommy V, from the land of Disney. Tommy, what is good?
1: Oh, you know, just hanging out, man, enjoying this May. Uh, my, my pool opened back up at my apartment complex. So I've been just swimming around. It's been fantastic, man.
0: I feel like you're always like thrown off guard when I'm like, Hey Tom, what you been up to? And you're like, ah, things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's just, you know, it's just like how I like how I do it. You know, like I just like, I got a lot of intensity in myself about like all the things that I like to do. So you know, like I like to go swimming. So I've been swimming a bunch. It's been great. I got a little, got a little color in my shoulders, on uh, my arms. So I'm just like a pasty guy. So usually I just burn, but you know, I got, I got a little bit of color. Uh, and uh, also, I don't know when when I'm going to get to mention this again. So I just want to mention it now because it's something I'm super pumped about. A uh, bunch of like releases and info came out that they are. Uh, completely retooling the first two Tony Hawks pro skaters, the ones that came out on the original PlayStation for, uh, for like PlayStation four and like all the new consoles. And uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys remember the soundtracks to those, but man, like those got me into like some music, like heavy, like bad religion, gold And like all of these great bands. Um, I even think uh, Alkaline trio was on the one the the second one, but all these great bands are on these soundtracks and uh from, from what they've been saying is I, apparently 95% of the original music that were on the first two are going to be on these remakes. So it's something I'm super pumped about. Did you ever play the Tony Hawk games?
0: I can't remember if I played Tony Hawk one or two. Uh,
1: do you remember what the first level was? Is that, that I can maybe tell you.
0: Well, what what was the one that had like the shopping mall? Did they both shopping. have it? like where you could skate I, inside the mall
1: inside. I think that might've been two. I think it might've been Tony Hawk too. Cause the mall was the one where like you're constantly going downhill. Right. Yes. Yeah. That was Tony Hawk too. So that's one of the ones they're they're redoing. So super pumped, man. But, uh, you know, those games came out, I think originally in like 96, 97, like, you know, so we were young and, uh, you know, that music that came out of there was pretty crazy. Some of the good, some of the bad. I remember, the terrible Power Man 5000 song was on Tony Hawk one, I think maybe, but dude, it's a great playlist. If you guys are, are out there, man, I hope you guys are as pumped as me. And I hope you guys remember those, those soundtracks. Cause they were, there were some, you know, they were some of the ones that, you know, like NHL soundtracks got people into that kind of music. Those soundtracks like started me for sure. AFI too. Jeez. So many.
0: Now, did they say what system or is it going to be like on all the systems?
1: I think they said it's going to be on all of the next gen consoles. So that's like PlayStation Four, Xbox One. I think they're doing it on PC as well. Because it comes like out an and...
0: originally a, only a PlayStation game, right?
1: Yeah, it was on PlayStation. Um, they might have done one on like Sega Saturn. And I know they 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 had never done a Tony Hawk. I don't think. No, that's a lie going to say they hadn't done it on n64 but they did do them on n64 but yeah they were like originally playstation games and then uh you know they put more and more out but they kind of stopped doing them i think like tony hawk 5 came out maybe like five or six years ago uh and uh you know now hearing that they're redoing these is super cool really really pumped about it
2: yeah you know sometimes like the remakes don't like so they get better and they get like like,
0: the graphics get so intense and, like, so realistic that it actually takes away from, like, the game. Like, I think, didn't they try to do that with Goldeneye? Or did they just bring Goldeneye back?
1: Old games, and they've given them facelifts and revitalized them and changed the graphics on them and all that kind of stuff, but Tony Hawk was always one of my favorite franchises, and especially the first two games. Um, you know, were the ones I remember very fondly. So I'm, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they, um, you know, from one of the videos I've seen, it looks beautiful. So if it plays as beautifully as it looks. I, uh, I think I'm going to be, uh, you know, set aside for some weeks.
0: Nice. Well, something that I'm not excited about is that the AHL has announced that the season is done. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I consider myself an AHL fan. Like I really do. I like like the grittiness of the league. And I always think it's fun to be able to watch like the, the prospects and like them develop. And even though it is a minor league, you know, system, I feel like the AHL is one of the best minor league systems in all of sports. And
2: Mm
0: -hmm. it's just, you know, top notch talent, great hockey to watch. And I'm a little sad, especially since, you know, the Charlotte checkers are so close and sure. I do try to make it out to a bunch of games. So, you know, the fact that that has been official kind of makes me a little less optimist that like optimistic that the NHL yeah. is going to make its way back. So, yep. Yep. you know, we shall see, but it then, it's also, a, yeah. it it does also then open up the possibility that, some of these prospects like they i've heard that they might extend the rosters and make them a little bigger okay so that some of these prospects could be on the nhl roster and then like yeah that gives us a chance to look at Kiefer bellows a little more sure. obviously yeah. no dobson a little more yeah and yep. I, I would even like take a risk on cole bird like you know the one that was when we had our seventeen seventeen 17 game point streak yeah. He was actually up for most of that, and yeah. he brought some grit. And it was it was nice to to watch him like kind of make his way on the team out of basically nowhere. Like I yeah. never even heard his name before he got called up, and it'd be cool to give him another
1: shot. Absolutely, I, I it's a it's bittersweet, man. You know, it's um, you know, with with this happening with the AHL, yeah, I, I agree. It looks a little little more grim. Uh, for the prospect of getting the NHL back this season, but uh, you know the only thing you can kind of hope is that you know in you know doing something so bold and drastic that like like you kind of alluded to, maybe they will make some some adjustments and changes to how you know the AHL and NHL work in conjunction with one another, and you know in terms of calling up prospects and how that'll go uh what kind of opportunities you know guys will have. I, I think it could be good for the league overall, but you know, obviously losing all the time, the ability to skate and kind of, you know, gel with teammates and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's 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 a bit of a bummer. It really is. And, you know, for someone like you especially who's, you know, so close to a franchise and you really enjoy them, I feel for you. I really do. But hopefully, uh, you know, we'll just be able to um rebound from it somehow and you know, once the NHL decides they want to get back into it and the AHL follows suit, you know, maybe some things will change to, you know, give some better opportunities to people. and That's all you can hope.
0: You know, it's crazy, though, like the AHL came out and they said that this is going to be the first time since 1936 that the Calder Cup was not awarded. And that's wow. obviously the, the the championship. So, like, think yeah. about like what was going on in this country where they still had the league going. So like, you know, world wars and like, Mm -hmm. you know, just craziness that has happened since then, like Vietnam war, world, world war two, like the fact that the league continued and still had championship. Like that's crazy when, when the NHL can't say that because we've had lockouts and things of, Mm -hmm. of that sort. So, you know, it's kind of a shame that they kind of have to now start back at at day one, of like yeah,
1: it's square one. Square, yeah, but one you that. know, like I said, you know, the only the only saving grace you can find in something like that is that, like I said, hopefully, um, you know, they they retool some of the, you know, the 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 interaction, some of the ways that you know players can get called up in something, and you know, hopefully, maybe they'll have the opportunity to to change things around a little bit, and you know tool contracts differently and and you know open up roster sizes and we'll see. You know I think that could be a a cool thing but it is uh you know it's definitely a sad a sad occurrence and it would have been nice to have seen uh you know the AHL you know pick pick up like the NHL want you know is, is wanting to do but we'll we'll have to see how that how that even plays out at you know at this point cuz who knows man.
0: Dude, I did see some rumor and like it's all rumors at this point still mm-hmm. that the is considering opening it up the playoffs to be twenty-four teams. So oh, like wow. A, a twenty-four team playoff where like basically the teams that were below five hundred wouldn't qualify. But then okay. like, you know, some of those bubble teams, like for example, like the Islanders who were, you know, at the end of the season not in a playoff spot, they yep. would technically make the playoffs and it would be a three game um best of three playoff series. Okay. So like they'd be short. But man, that just like, it's like any given Sunday, like anything could happen in, in a, that kind of scenario. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, a, a team that, you know, was perennially terrible can, you know, go on a, a run and, uh, and you know, knock out great teams. I mean, you know, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, you, you have such a long reset. I mean, so many things can happen, uh, you know, with with teams getting better or getting worse, even with the same personnel, depending on healing up from injuries and, you know, getting opportunities to, you know, retool their approach and things like that. I I would be all for that. I I would love to see that. I, I, to be honest with you, man, I would even love to see like, you know, them just bringing back like just a a tournament just to make sure there's a Stanley cup winner and hell let, let all the teams, you know, play for, even the terrible red wings, man, like let it happen. And just let it be like one of the most, you know, kind of exciting things that could happen in hockey you know, to, to bring people back to it, you know, to see something you would never otherwise see. I, I you know, but I love the idea. I do.
0: Yeah. I, so that'd be cool. Like, even if they followed kind of like the Olympic format. Yeah. I, I really just think it's awesome. You know, like a
1: round robin st- style kind of deal, like a uh, like double elimination sort of deal.
0: Yeah, because there's always there's like teams that hang around in the tournament yep. longer than you think. And And yeah. like, for one example, I think back to the the 2010 Olympics when like Norway kept like, like really like giving Canada's and like Mm -hmm. USA's like a run for their money because that's when like Matt Zuccarello broke out. Like no one knew that name until that tournament. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, man, Matt's, you know, he's he's such a weird guy. His name isn't even Matt. It's Matt's
0: (laughs) dude. So (laughs) this is so random. I, there's this, Pro, this YouTube program from probably like the eighties, nineties from England, it's called Maths mm-hmm. mansion. So M a T H S okay. mansion.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's just like a corny educational, like, you know, math program. And yeah. my students go crazy for it, but in England, they call it Maths.
1: Yeah, they do. You ever wild. hear them? They call- yeah. There's like, Oh, you know, I'm so bad at maths, you know, it's like, doesn't seem to be correct English, but like, who knows, man, you know, the English have been around for longer than us, so I feel like we need to take their, their word for it, <laughs> you know?
0: All right. Enough of our silly banter. We got a good one for you. And, you know, our first repeat guest that's now a triple Pete, or what, what do you call it at this point? Just
2: a, tri- a Triple. P-
0: triple threat triple threat.
1: triple threat
0: yeah yeah we got triple brian burn. Byrne from envy on the coast joining us good friend of the pod just all around awesome guest great dude still trying to keep his hockey skills sharp even though he can't play in his men's league
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he was nice enough to come on to talk about uh 516 day which Obviously, Envy on the Coast being a Long Island band from Nassau County. They hold the area code 516 near and dear to their hearts. And every year on 516 Day, they try to do something special. Some, you know, special release, limited release, whatever it may be. And this year, they've decided to release two new Envy on the Coast tracks that, um, You'll, you'll hear a little bit about the backstory in our interview, and also are dropping brand new Envy on the Coast merchandise that will be up for sale exclusively on 516 Day, so get yourself some Envy on the Coast gear. I haven't seen it yet, but fingers crossed they have an Islanders-inspired design, because I've been waiting <laughs> literally years for that, so we shall see. I wouldn't get my hopes up, but I'm not going to rule it out yet until I see it. And uh, just, as always, such a blast talking with Brian. And uh, also really special, Brian decided to let us debut their new song on this episode. So even though the general public won't be able to hear this song until 516 Day, we are going to have the premiere of Envy on the Coast, woke up in a paranoid sweat so new track debuted on the pod one of our funniest interviews we've done because Brian is just a riot so sit back enjoy our interview with Brian Byrne of Envy on the Coast whoop ah!
3: The birds are joining in, just like school, baby.
0: Box with our boy Brian Byrne of Envy on the Coast, Violent Joy. What else you got going on these days?
4: Whole lot of nothing, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um good to be back. I think this is my third time, fourth time? I don't even know. Losing count, man. You like you have an open invitation. So you tell me anytime I will kick people off the schedule and make room for you because you're the man. We love you.
4: That's a good idea, dude. So if I find out that you're interviewing someone that like I don't like, I'm just gonna be like, "Yo, <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna work." <laughs> Let that's, me on.
0: That's a good plan, man. That's a good plan. So um, how's the island treating you? Are people uh losing their minds? I saw the protesting in Comac by those loonies.
4: Uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, I think that it's sort of split down the middle of people that are kind of like playing by the rules, and then people that are just like playing by summer vacation rules um it's pretty it's pretty crazy to see areas especially I think people are a little desperate to be outside and get some fresh air so like areas that would normally not be so crowded are now just teeming with people which is the exact opposite of what we need but I understand the impulse I guess so you know I kind of I try not to judge anyone too harshly during this whole thing um just because it's such a new situation uh but I, I do hope that people are being respectful to you know frontline workers nurses cops firemen like all, all those people deserve to be um to be respected their jobs are made even harder now that this is all happening but
1: oh yeah for sure and you know the the thing is i mean i like people just don't know what the fuck to do like i think that's the the crazy thing about it it's like you know you you, you have like the the privilege of like Being able to kind of go anywhere and do anything. And then when the government tells you you can't do that, like, you know, a lot of these people, they like feel that their freedoms are infringed upon. And it's like, you know, I don't know about that, man. I mean, it's like, you know, if you have to, you know, impede on your ability to, you know, go see a movie or get a haircut for a couple of months to prolong the, you know, longevity of the human race and not kill people, like, I think you can tuck your tail between your legs and do it, you know, at the same time you know, it's, it's tough for a lot of people because when you, when you are, when you have that privilege built into yourself where you're like, yeah, I could go, I could just jump in my car and go here, do this and do that. And then all of a sudden now you're, you're stuck at home. You're you're losing your mind. So a lot of people just don't know, you know, what rungs of the ladder to, to, to hit man. So it's a, it's a sucky thing, but I'm glad, very, very glad that, you know, most of the people, you know, a lot of the people that we associate ourselves with have been doing the right thing. So it's all you could say. You just gotta try, man. You just put a little
4: effort in. I I think that, um, there is definitely a balance to be struck between, uh, yeah. the, both extremes. And I think that as long as you're making an effort to maintain a balance and, uh, maintain your sanity while also, you know, keeping other people safe and people that yeah. you care about, then like, that's all you can really realistically ask of people. Um, but, uh. On the on the positive front of things, what I have been doing, so I I, uh, <laughs> I bought this um I I want all I want to do is skate and play oh. hockey. I was actually in the middle of my my men's league season and uh, that got cut short, obviously. Um, yeah, that's a bummer, yeah. So I me and my brother like went on purehockey.com and just like bought all this hockey training shit. So Sick. so we got this uh, this super super deker thing. Which is really fun. It's like a it's like a little piece of synthetic ice that has lights underneath it. And you put this puck down, you kinda like knock all the lights out. It's like a it's like a game for, for stick handling. Okay. It's really fun. Like really, really fun. Obviously we're like playing against each other trying to see if you can get the best score. And uh, and then we got um or I got a uh, an indoor skating trainer. I don't know if you guys can see it. Can you see that?
2: Oh yeah. Oh wow, yeah, look at that.
4: Yeah, so basically Basically I hop on that thing with like these special booties and I just sort of um and I have this I have this like weighted uh stick handling ball so I just kinda go back and forth in my in my apartment and like work work on my hands and like, you know, I'm obviously not like I'm doing it because it's fun and like it's a good it's a good exercise. Like I don't wanna that's yeah. just like I, I need to be in I need to like feel like I'm engaging in some sort of activity that isn't just like walking or running. Like I'd yeah. like
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you go insane otherwise, man. Uh, Mikey, I know a couple episodes, we, we had just, like, touched on it for a hot second, but, like, what is that, like, um I know it's, like, super-duper expensive, that, like, indoor, uh, like, synthetic ice that, like, a lot of hockey players have been, like, installing in their houses.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Glyce. I mean, there's a bunch of companies that make it.
2: Yeah.
4: It's, uh... There's certain ones that are more expensive than others, but I think that so many people are using it now that it's actually becoming a little more affordable and, and, a, and a good alternative. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's... A- it's fun to stick handle. I mean, like, it's yeah, def-
1: right.
4: it definitely doesn't feel the same as, as ice. Like, I've, I've tried it a couple of times.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but, you know, it's it's cool. If, if it's your only option, it's not bad.
2: True. True. No,
4: so burning- usually- oh, Go ahead, no, Tom.
1: no, 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 no. My turn. My turn. <laughs> Mikey always does this to me. He's always trying to cut my my shit off. So I I was actually just gonna say I don't usually like do shit like this, but we usually don't record this early. So like I'm actually still like like drinking like the leftover vestige of like my morning coffee. And yeah. um, we had I I bought this like and finally finished it up about I don't know this is like my last batch of it. But um, I had bought uh you know Kings Coast has oh, the Lamplighter blend. Say that, dude. Do it. And um I, so King's Coast is, it's a funny thing, so like King's Coast they are like, um you know, uh Kevin and um uh uh damn, I can't think of his name i've I haven't talked to him in like so many years, but uh um Wayne, yeah, Wayne is his name, so but like they're like old, old yeah, yeah, so they're all buddies of mine from like way back in the day. I first met Kevin when I worked at like Best Buy when I was in like my like early twenties. Right. And uh, I've like kept in touch with him since then. And uh, you know, when he started this venture with like his buddies, I was like, "Oh, this is really super cool." And then all of a sudden, like things just started blowing up for them. And then here comes Lamplighter, which is like officially going to be in um, you know, in, in the in the new arena. So um, I got to tell you, like, not trying to bullshit anybody, like, dude, this is it is smooth as hell, dude. It is great. It's um, it's like a tri roast. that's I think like Sumatran. Papua New Guinea and something else, but I don't know. Like, I've become like such a coffee snob, uh, like in my later years, just because, like, if I can afford it, I want to get some shit that's nice and like grind it myself. But, um, this, this stuff is dope, man. I'm kind of bummed that like I'm out of it. Also, I don't want to buy it again because it is $15 and you know, we're quarantines, I ain't got a fucking money. But, um, I just wanted to like actually bring it up on this podcast because I haven't had the opportunity to. But, uh, if any of the Kings Coast boys are ever listening to this, good shit man good roast
4: and I, I can dig it i have to interrupt you because i have a funny story about them and the the big as he said his name is wayne yeah yeah The yeah. guy all right mm-hmm. so <laughs> man this is <laughs> okay <laughs> so we uh we actually play against those guys in my men's league division um wayne in particular and like i don't know i i want to Like, I don't know any of them at all. Um, I don't know any of those guys. I'm sure they're great. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. coffee's good. Uh, But but whenever we play them, a lot of the guys on my team, myself included, kind of give Wayne a hard time because he is, I think he kind of kisses ref's asses a little bit. And like, he's like, oh, "Oh." shit. So we had a situation one time. This is what kind of started this whole thing. We had a situation one time where our goalie um, was, like, stuck in traffic. or Like, something happened where he couldn't actually um, – he couldn't make the game. And mm-hmm. so, we were laying, like, as much as we could, and, like, it was, like, five minutes past our start time, ten minutes past the start time, and Wayne was in the ref's ear being like, we got to start. We got to do it now. Like, I don't understand, like, why we can't start <laughs> now. Like, the goalie's not here. And we're basically like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, you want to play without a goalie? Like, how is that fair? Like that's, that's, so, like, so I was, I was pissed. I was giving it to him. You know, I got a big mouth. So whatever I'm talking, I'm doing what I do. And so we ended up starting the game uh six on five. So basically we had one extra skater and mm-hmm. guess who the extra skater. It was. <laughs> and dude, no joke. They got like, I would say six, between six to eight shots off on net and I saved. I, I let one in, and Wayne was the one that scored on me. So now I'm extra fucking pissed at him because, like, of course he's the guy that scores. Yeah, so, of course. So since that happened, I've had a little bit of my chip on my shoulder. Up. <laughs> right? So the last, uh, the last time we played them, I was he was, you know, doing his thing, talking to the refs, like, chummy-chummy with the refs, which I, I don't really like, but whatever. So I was giving it to him, and I was like, and I, I someone told me he was the Kings Coast guy. So me being a prick, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Hey buddy. I was like, I use your coffee to make other coffee with (laughs) like, I was like totally (laughs) giving him so much shit. And, uh, and like, I think they ended up beating us again. So like, yeah, I'm sure he's such a, he's sure he's a good dude. I'm sure we'd get along off the ice. Like what it was just, uh, it was a funny story because like, I don't know, man, like that's such a, it's such a fucking hockey thing to happen. It's like, you guys don't like each i'm I'm assuming he doesn't like me because we were jawing at each other pretty good.
1: <laughs> it's funny, man. like so uh, you know, like I said I've known those guys for a long time, you know, uh, like Kevin specifically, like i you know i've i I've, I've you know he he lives in Tampa now, um and uh, you know like I, it's kind of cool because he um he, he's got like a lot of ties to like why I, I listen to you know some of like the the heavier music that I listen to. Like he got me into bands like uh like Life in Your Way and like With Honor and like all those kind of bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's super cool. So like kind of following them through their lineage. I know Wayne was um was uh he was like an executive chef at H2O in Smithtown for a long time. I don't know if he's still doing that or not, but I know he was he was doing that um and uh, you know now they started this venture. But I mean, like I said, you know, Jaw Jack and, and Chirpin aside on the ice, which is what it is, they are super, super cool guys and uh it really is cool. Um you know i like i have such like a sense of pride for like you know people that i've met in life especially from long island that are like doing you know these great things because like when i first met some of these guys they were just like you know you're standard like you know i'm in a band guy you know and then you got like you know uh the dudes that are you know in huntington that are you know that have the you know the restaurants now and uh you know the the Love for enemies guys that are doing great and all this stuff and it's just like it's it's a great thing man it's just you know passion moves people people are or doing their shit which i'm I'm so into man for sure
4: 100 i'm like uh i just want to publicly announce that i'm sure their coffee is great i haven't tried it <laughs> i have used their coffee to make other coffee with
2: I have,
4: <laughs> I have my own brand of coffee that i really like you know no free ads <laughs> and uh uh yeah dude they're fucking it's it's such a funny thing man like these like the the music and the hockey community are are like they obviously I think they operate independently of each other in a lot and in, in, in most ways. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of both of them, I guess. In in you know one obviously more than the other, but sure. when, they, when they overlap and intersect, and obviously this is kind of what your podcast is 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 based off of. It's,
2: yeah, it's always all, yeah.
4: funny ways because like the the level of passion that people kind of have for both of those things is kind of unmatched like you don't you don't hear about it in other in other sports especially like i don't know i mean like how many fucking it it just doesn't really happen that much at least at least as far as i know i can't say that i've gone out and done any sort of extensive research on that fact Mm -hmm. like it does sort of seem that way to me at least
0: absolutely that's that's really what i noticed and why i i started the bar down breakdown because they they clearly are you know, the guys that we talk to just as passionate about hockey as they are music. And some of the, the guys that we talk to are just like absolute diehard hockey fans. And yeah, they, they are hockey fans above all other sports. And it's cool for sure. So my real question is, what's it like being with Mikey Byrne in quarantine? Are you losing your losing your mind? Or is he just keeping you entertained all the time?
4: It's good, man. I mean, like for those who don't know, Mike. Mike is my my younger brother. He's kind of been a part of the fold of like my life and the my band stuff. We play hockey together on the same team too. So, like you know, he's uh he's my he's my sidekick. He's the he's the the ride or die. And um, he quarantining at my mom's house. It was, it was pretty close to to where I live. So I I the way I kind of been doing it is like I don't really see anybody else besides them. So. Once the sort of two week thing passed, and I didn't really, I didn't show any symptoms of being sick or anything, I thought it was safe to go over there and like you know, have dinner with them and stuff like that. And uh, that's what we've been doing for uh, for 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 most most days. I'll go eat with them and stuff. Cool. Me and him have been obviously we've been playing a lot of hockey in the driveway like we're kids. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just knocking out. We he almost broke a window the other day. I mean, like we're in our thirties. You know, it's like this is this should not be happening still, but it's still. (laughs) Um and yeah, dude, it's funny because like I feel like we're gonna be better once we get out of this. We've been playing hockey like every day. Like we've been doing the sauce kit thing, like practicing tip-ins, doing stick handling drills, like going for little skates and stuff like that. Like it's uh it's been fun, man. And he's been keeping me entertained. We've been keeping each other sane. Uh he got a switch, so we've been doing uh some online Mario Kart battles, which like he's, it, it's it's funny the tables have turned because I used to fucking own him in every video game that we played growing up, and now that I'm the old guy and he's on the Switch, he just he just smokes me and everything, <laughs> and it's so frustrating because I'm I am used to winning and I don't I don't like losing, so it's uh, that's been difficult, but other than that, it's been peaches, man. It's been chill. Now, do you have we, like the same old neighbors
0: like you used to when you were growing up?
4: No, we, I mean our neighbors are really cool, actually. So we're 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 kind of like um, we're cool with them. Like we make noise. He's playing drums all the time. Like we're loud, so they're fine. You know, they're they're not like bummed that we're outside trying to trying to get some fresh air <sighs> ourselves.
1: Yeah, speaking of video games, we've had um just like not on purpose, but we've had these conversations over a lot of the uh past episodes we've had about how hockey video games have been really like an integral part in exposing people to hockey at a young age. Yeah. Um, so like, do you remember like the first hockey game that you owned and like, do you felt like it helped you get into hockey or were you already into hockey by the time you bought it? Like, how did that kind of like roll for you? Um.
4: So I'm trying to think the first game I owned, it was probably NHL 95. 5 or 94 on whatever system that would have been. I'm I'm not sure maybe Super Nintendo. I'm not 100% I know that I played uh I, I played on a PC for a while. I had a, a, an NHL game. That that might have been 96. I want to say 96 and it was a PC version of of hockey. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know that it helped me cuz I I've been into hockey my whole life like my dad's Canadian so that was like what I knew. Yeah, uh, sure. About. Um but uh, it definitely was another dimension to like me wanting to be a part of it, even if I wasn't playing because I didn't mm-hmm. play competitively growing up. Like I was yeah. house league maybe, and then like roller hockey with PAL. Like I was always sort of like I was always uh, involved in it, but never, never at like a real competitive level. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I started touring and, and doing music, my uh, I kind of I kind of fell off with it, and then only yeah. got back into it when I met. Um, Mikey and our, and our friend and our friend, Danny. Yeah, Uh, sure. So, yeah, man. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I think that it's, I think it's a really, especially now that it's so, it's so realistic and like, it's so interactive. Like it's so, it's so much different. I don't understand it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm the, the newer generation. Like it's so closely tied with actual NHL players and like, yeah, they're getting involved in it. They're playing in tournaments. There's, there's like pro ea nhl players like it's it's fucking crazy and that is is. you would never think of that when when we were kids like no
1: not at all i mean like you know when you when you're like you know you think of like the, the nhl games that like you know we grew up playing you know the mid 90s and stuff it was just like you had four buttons it was just like pass shoot check turbo that's it you know and it's just like now these games are just hyper realistic but i think one of the things that you know i had mentioned before i think that that held me so like my first i think it was 94 or 95 on the on the genesis and I'll, I'll never forget it It had the little yellow ea tab on the side of the cartridge um mm-hmm. and um one of the things that exposed me to cuz like i was i was an islanders fan from from being pretty young yeah. but uh, it exposed me to like other like 90s hockey players that like i didn't get to see cuz like wh- you know if you were watching you know as a young kid you weren't like going out there and watching you know like nhl's game of the night you know the, the red wings versus you know the fucking canucks like you weren't watching that so playing video games especially playing through a whole season you get to play all these teams and you get to familiarize yourself with like guys who like I probably wouldn't have even thought of because they were out west you know like guys like you know Fedorov and, and Brett Hull and you know like Luke Robotai and like all these guys that were like on the other side that the Islanders really maybe only played once or twice a year
2: right. so
1: I felt like I got to familiarize myself with other rosters and kind of learn more about hockey players which is something that I've fallen out of favor with over the past couple of years like I, you know, I, I follow the Islanders very, you know, very astutely. And I could talk about anyone there, but like other than like the superstars around the league, like I have a very limited, you know, capability of, of dialogue about them. So that was one of the things that like, I felt like made me like a real like hockey buff in the nineties. And then I kind of, you know, like a lot of people did fell out of it as you do, but I think it's time for an NHL network subscription for me, man. I think I got to do it.
4: Yeah. I I actually feel kind of the opposite. Like I've been, I feel like now now that I'm older and I have more access to that information, it's like the kind of the only hobby I, I really have outside of outside of music and like and yeah. like um, the other the other stuff that's kinda of tied in with that. Um sure, sure. I feel like I know more about the game and know more about the players in the league now than I ever have. Um, not necessarily mm-hmm. through video games, but it definitely I think you bring bring up an interesting point that like maybe subconsciously I, I know about those guys. Because of that, you know what I mean. Like, I would never, I, I never, I never really. I guess, like a guy like a guy like Jeremy Roenick back in the day. Like the Islanders didn't play the Coyotes very. Well, I mean, it was he was a Coyote? He was a
1: yeah. What? He was on the Hawks on the Coyotes, but yeah, exactly.
4: Like they didn't play them a whole bunch, but he was always featured very prominently in their video games. And like the only reason I really knew about him was through video games. So that's mm-hmm. that's an interesting point. You're right. And Peter yeah. Bond, Bondra. In fucking NHL in '98, he's a killer. He's a <laughs> killer. He could do anything. Bondra.
0: Oh. Now we didn't just have you come on the podcast to talk about old video games. We uh, mm. we have some some music news to talk about, and you know yeah. the last time we had you on, we had some Violent Joy no- news to talk about, but we got some mm. Envy on the Coast news, and that's our bread and butter. You're our hometown boys, our hometown heroes. So. Tell us about how your tour with the Receiver and the Sirens came about, and like, you know, how you you know, two bands that weren't as active both decided to come kind of out of retirement and and do a, a string of tour dates.
4: Yeah, well, we were going to come out of retirement, and then we got put back into retirement. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was fun. Um, no, uh, it was an idea that uh, that Ryan kind of came up with. Um, I would say in like. October of 2019 and he floated it by me and I'm I was sort of like I don't know man I mean like those guys all have like kids and real jobs so like if if we can pull it off cool and then Ryan through sheer willpower and determination like hit up pretty much all those guys individually sold them on the idea of it and then we got the ball rolling uh somewhere in the like December range and then we kind of uh started like planning it for real and um it was awesome man I mean I like to be honest with you it was like a pretty devastating when we could when we when it became clear that we were not going to be able to pull this tour off this year um I was more than like doing the shows and playing songs like those guys were like were very good friends of ours are very good friends of ours and we hadn't seen them in a long time and uh it was it was kind of going to be a a really nice reunion for all of us to to share the thing that we we both had very similar career arcs i feel like we're we're both very regional bands like them being from boston and us being from new york like we kind of i think have like a very intense local following Mm. uh it was going to be cool to like combine those two worlds um hopefully we get to do it sometime in the future uh once once the world kind of uh resets itself I guess but um yeah it was uh it was gonna be awesome man and uh, hopefully hopefully it happens so that was that was the first part of the news that we had was that, you know we were doing this big tour now that's not happening but other than that what we were, what we were gonna had planned to do um, to precede the tour is uh me and me and Ryan have um these two songs that. We demoed in the early part of, I think, 2018, that were potentially going to be Violent Joy um, ideas. And then we kind of took a different direction with that project. And these songs were more like rock leaning. And uh, we decided that we were going to turn them into Envy songs, which, you know, Envy is is a rock and roll band. So that's the kind Mm -hmm. of. That's kind of where we, we're going to put all of our, like, our heavier, more, like, guitar-based ideas. And uh, so we're going to release two songs um, under Envy on the Coast. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be, like, our little offering to, uh, to fans. And, like, hopefully it, it sort of takes a sting out of not being able to come to the shows and stuff like that. And we're also going to release a whole new line of merchandise because uh, like most other touring artists and bands that were planning things for this year, we are out a shitload of money because Mm -hmm. of not of lost revenue. So that'll um, hopefully people can enjoy that and help, help out a little bit, kind of put some money in the coffers to help us do do what we're good at. Um, You know what I mean? I know it's hard for everybody financially. So obviously that's like, you know, a luxury if you can. But, uh, dude, who doesn't want to look good? <laughs> in quarantine with a brand new Envy on the Coast t-shirt or long sleeve t-shirt or hoodie. I think that you know the answer. You know, you know what my answer is.
0: <laughs> of course, man. Now, yeah. did did Ryan like have any other bands that he was interested in, like re, re- like the reunion tour with, or he was just like receiving under sirens or
4: bust? Uh, yeah no it was just them like I, we um we kind of we don't really fit in with a lot of other bands like there's there we it's always been such a weird thing for us like we can we can probably tour with with a lot of them but like i, I our music sometimes like tends to alienate people for some reason if if like you come to like a like a hardcore pop punk or like a metalcore leaning crowd or whatever it is um and you see us, we a lot of people don't take of us. So that's why we've kind of only done headlining stuff uh, since 2016. And um, the receiving the Sirens makes so much sense for us because they, they're the same sort of way. Like they are kind of uh, outliers as far as genre goes because uh, they do their own thing. And uh, so that's why we make sense together plus our personalities mesh so it was kind of them or nothing. Like we were going to, we were going to do shows regardless of whether or not they were going to do them, but we figured why not join forces and make it, make it a big deal, you know?
0: Absolutely. So I guess the burning question is like lineups, like what, what, what was the envy on the coast lineup going to be? And what, like was Casey going to be in the receiving end of sirens? Do you know that?
4: Uh, so Casey had signed on to do these, uh, these dates. So that was, Locked in for that. Uh, for, as far as we go, it was going to be Ryan and I, uh, Gray, who'd been playing bass with us for t- since 2016. Matt Fozzie, who's been playing guitar with us since I think 2017. And uh, Billy had some prior. Uh, Billy from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan is in this new band called End, um, who's who are fucking amazing. Uh, he had some commitments with uh, another band. I think he. I think he had End shows. During um during our run, so he wasn't going to be available. So we ended up uh, signing on with this dude uh, Javier Torres, who is an unbelievable drummer from uh, from the Bay Area. Um, yeah, dude, he like we've been so lucky to play with such amazing drummers, and and he's just like as far as like his feel and his style goes, just like a total freak show. And uh, I was really looking forward to playing with him. So hopefully, we get to do that again in the
2: future
0: absolutely yeah you know i'm I'm sure the fans are craving that tour to be able to happen but you know we're it's just the kind of state of things but it, it was so refreshing and and you know obviously i was a little jealous that you guys weren't coming to to charlotte and i think the closest date was nashville so maybe uh maybe we could convince you to add a charlotte date if you guys do the tour again
4: uh dude i mean it's like Man, I, I hope I hope that shows can happen like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's that, that's that's the first step. Like, and you know, my, my life is tied to the live music business in more than one way. And um, it's a weird time right now. So hopefully like that can write itself uh, sooner than later. But obviously a lot of patience is needed and a lot of attention to detail to do it the right way, because obviously no one wants to, to put anyone in danger. But you know what I mean. I would love to play in Charlotte. I love Charlotte.
1: All right, dude. All right. So I, I have a, uh, I have like a, like a, like a fantasy question for you, just like for the hell of it, man. So I mean, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these tours happen. These like quote unquote super tours, you know, that happen with like you know banter in the past, present, and the future, and then you get the like these compilations where, uh, you know, you get like all of the artists on the tour, and they're just they're they're covering each other's songs. So let's just say, you know, in a world where this is. Able to happen. Envy covers a trio song, Trios covers an envy song. Wow. What song would you guys want to cover and what song would you want to hear uh, you know, Trios' interpretation of yours?
4: That is a very good question, dude. Um if it's just me personally, I've always loved um the song Epilogue by 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 Trios. That's like it's a great the, song, yeah. That's the last song on their record. I just thought it was such like a brilliant arrangement like it was such a cool idea just to like repeat the same lyric over and over again i remember when i heard it i was like i was like i didn't even know you could do that like they were one of those bands that just opened up my mind to alternative ways of thinking about rock music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i give them a lot of like there would not our band would not sound the way that we sounded especially on the on our first record If had it not been for for receiving an sirens that's like that's just a fact sure so i would pick that, that one and then as
2: far as our songs for them to reinterpret i would say maybe so it's a newer song of ours um called sift off of our last ep
4: that was uh is called ritual mm-hmm. i think that that is one of those songs that they could probably make really heavy and like ambient sounding, like it's already kind of ambient and cool, like vibe sounding. But I think that they're the type of band that could make that into like, like a post rock, like, you know, monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hell yeah. That's my answer.
1: I dig that, man. I I dig that. You know, for me personally, if just, if I had to answer it, then I'm going to make Mikey answer it too. Uh, and he's probably panicking right now. He's like, oh, fuck. Dude, I just don't know
0: song it. titles. I'm, I'm like that kind of guy. Yeah, Mike is
1: really bad with song titles, but... No, and it's fine. But you, you're going to be on the hot seat anyway. So for me... Um, so I would love to... Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, so for, for you guys to interpret a, a trio song, I would probably say... Um, I'd love to hear what you guys do with this armistice. Um, I think that's such a... Uh, um, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a great, great song, man. It's got a lot of different, it's got some, di- you know, like some dynamics to it that are, uh, you know, very broad and I, you know, I think you guys could, could bring something real to it for sure. And then as far as, um, them doing something with, uh, with, with you guys and see it, it's, it, it it's tough for me because and I've probably told you this personally, but like, I think of like Lucy gray and low country as like, two completely different Envy on the Coasts, like, to me. Like, I think there's something about low country that's, like, transcended the genre um, completely, and I think that that's something that, like, like, I, I could go into it for, for a long, long time about it, but, like, I really think that that record has, like, has done some shit, man, and I didn't think it got the fair shake that it should have, but um, but for that record, um, and what would I love to see them do? I mean, like...
2: Eh, uh, a T-shirt maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like they could put a, a cool, cool little spin on that. I agree. Yeah, you know what? I'm with that because I think I
4: think that that's such a a guitar heavy song that like all of their electronic stuff. I think would then maybe yeah. take take some of some of those melodic elements and and, and spin them. Good answer. For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I and it's funny the thing is I didn't even think about that. And it just came to my brain, and and uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad that it happened that way.
2: So, so,
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mikey, I'm going to give you a shot to to do this. I I know you don't like to do this, but you know, it's it's what it's what you're going to do.
0: So, I would love to see Trios cover the Gift of Paralysis because I think Casey could do a like his like gritty scream of like throwing punches at ocean waves. Like I feel like that could be like. His cool, like, dual vocals part,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh, that's the song that Anthony Green's on, right? Yeah. yeah, so maybe even having Casey do like the Anthony Green part would be cool, okay? Or just like have Ryan sing those parts, like featuring Ryan Hunter. I don't know, get crazy. Uh, how's Ryan a feature on his own song? I, I don't know, it would be just craziness. They're already on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So meta, bro! Wow.
0: And, and then um, I'm thinking the rival cycle because that's like the first receiving end the siren song I think I ever heard. I think that's like was on their like two track demo that made their way around. So be cool to hear you guys cover the original.
4: Um. So funny story about the gift of paralysis. Uh. Obviously, that's one of our, our more popular Envy songs. That song in particular is super 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 Trios influenced especially the outro like I'm pretty sure I mean I it's been so long since that record you wrote it but like I remember in the space referencing their band a lot during that the writing of that song and like and if you go back and listen to it and you and you can kind of draw the parallels between that song and and epilogue with like the production choices and stuff like that I and I want to say I don't know if this is for sure that we asked them to be on it i don't but it was before we knew them i i don't really remember and like Ah, and i'm pretty sure yeah i talked to the guy that designed their uh what is it um i talked to the guy that designed their album cover to do to potentially do the envy one because i just like everything they did, I was, I was just, like, obsessed with, like, I loved everything they fucking put out, like, all of their art, um, even when I was in college up in Boston, I would, like, see Brendan out at shows sometimes, like, I saw Brendan when we went, I went to go see, um, uh, oh, who was it, it might have been, like, Armor for Sleep or someone play, and I saw Brendan out at, at, and I, like, was nervous to talk to him, because I was, like, oh my god, like, he was, like, the local, they were, I mean, they were blowing up in Boston at the time. So I was like, you know, I was a little shy, scene guy. Like, oh, I hope one day our bands can play shows together, and then <laughs> dreams come true. Yeah, dude,
1: for sure, dude. I, uh I, I mean, like, I, I, definitely appreciate that insight. That, that is, that is super cool. You know, it's it, it's funny. Um, we we talk about the dynamic a lot of how you know, big music fans like you know, Mike and myself like. You know, you meet like these these musicians and like you get a little like you get a little starstruck and you get a little like kind of like you know, you slip up your words a little bit and like you know, I'm I'm still to a degree that way. Um, but it's funny because as we talk to more musicians, I'm finding that a lot of a lot of these guys like lose their minds when they get to meet hockey players. Like we've had like conversations with um, you know, one of the one of the stories on uh the this the simple plan on um, plan pod that we did was um, you know, uh Drummer Simple Plan used his connections to get like the Ben Brothers out uh, to like uh, one of the shows they were doing with State Champs, and I guess like the guys in State Champs like met them and were like completely like befuddled, like they didn't, you know, they didn't know what to say. And I think that's kind of like an interesting thing because, um, you know, in in terms of when you look at like your, the the people you you idolize, right? You know, like for me, you know, there are like a lot of musicians that like have patterned me to be the way that I am. Uh, but for a lot of these musicians that have, you know, been hockey hockey fans for 20, 25 years, I mean, like, you know, getting to meet a, a guy that, you know, you watched on, on TV and you had their jersey and all this stuff. I mean, like, it's um, it's kind of harrowing. It's kind of like one of those things where you don't really know what to say. So I, I always find that kind of intriguing because it's like my level of fandom times 10 for someone that I have a level of fandom for already. So it's like kind of a continuous loop. I think it's uh, it's it's kind of wild
4: yeah I, it was funny uh like uh i mean I completely agree with you and, and I, I work i work in an in an industry where I'm constantly around musicians that are legends like fucking yeah. people that sold tens of millions of records and like yep. kind of hang around them and be like normal and comfortable with them because like we are all you know in different ways a part of the same
2: team because yep, honestly,
1: of course yeah
4: uh, regardless of genre or status or whatever it is like that like they're just kind of people to me
2: mm-hmm. but
4: uh, we had, um, I forget what show it was, came through, uh, the, the, the theater that I worked at and, uh, a bunch of the Islanders came, came through. Um, I think it was like Josh Bailey, Tavares, Hamanick, uh, a couple other guys. So maybe Scott Mayfield was there and, uh, Cal Clutterbuck was there and Clutterbuck ended up like hanging out afterwards in the, uh, in the green room. And he's like, he's one of my favorite Islanders. Like, I, 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 he's got a lot of jam to his game. I think,
2: he's yeah,
4: a, I like the way he talks shit. I think he's, a, I think he's a pain in the ass. Like, he's just like my, my type of guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we ended up hanging out, and talking, and I, uh, I got a, I got a picture with him. And like, I remember that moment being like, I'm not usually, I don't usually trip up on my words a lot.
2: Yeah,
4: like I'm, I'm pretty composed when it comes to like talking to people in general. And this, like and he's like you know nothing against him but like he's like yes he's obviously a very talented athlete but he's like a dude from fucking canada you know what i mean yeah. He's just a guy you know what i mean and <laughs> and he was a little, he was a little you know tipsy he'd been even he'd been, he'd been having some fun and he said something like he, we were like talking about hockey and he like stopped me he's like you know what man after like a certain point um you just kind of stop practicing you know and he like <laughs> He looked at me, and, and and I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> you paid millions of dollars, and you're telling me that at a certain point you just stopped practicing? I was like, all right, like, I guess. Like, what the fuck do, do I know about being a hockey player? Like, maybe that's the thing. Um, but he was super cool and down-to-earth and, like, fun and, like, wanted – he, like, gave his number – he gave me his number for some reason. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, and I think I I think I did text him once, like when I was around my buddies. I was like, "Yo, check it out!" And he and he texts back, and like he definitely has no idea who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Cal, if you're listening to this, dude, let's fucking hang
2: out when we can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like
0: Butch Gorens come to your venue too, right?
2: Yeah, Butch.
0: he but she likes
4: to have fun.
2: Which is I would big, I would uh,
4: imagine. Big Beatles guy, big doors guy. So like would come to like a lot of the uh the tribute acts that were sort of uh geared in those um in those veins and uh super super gracious, very, very cool guy. He actually weird, he he came to um so I had a, I, I did a little project with a couple of my friends, uh, it was a Tom, Tom Petty tribute. Uh, band that we put together after he passed away because we just we loved Tom Petty and we wanted to play his songs. Thanks. And we were playing at the Paramount a couple times. And Butch came to a show. He came to the show, and uh, my 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 boss told me he was like he's like yo Butchie's here like he's he, he's buckles. <laughs> and I was like oh shit, cool. <laughs> so uh I you know and I was having fun too. So I was I was a little drunk and I was on stage and like not drunk but I you know I, I had had a couple. I was loose. And I went on stage, and I was like, I was like, I just want to acknowledge we have a special guest here tonight—the real fucking number ninety-one, Butch Goring—and like half the crowd booed, half the crowd cheered. And uh, I didn't, I couldn't see where he was, so I was just assuming that he was there. And <laughs> I got off stage, and my, and I was I asked my boss, I'm like, yo, did he hear me? Did you say anything? I'm like, honestly, dude, he probably didn't hear you, and because he was just apparently just having. A good time he was there with <laughs> his wife and his buddies, and he was just just tying it on so like, I hope that he heard me, but <laughs> at the same time, it's okay. I forgive you, butch, but <laughs> I know you didn't pay for a ticket, so next time, let's try and let's try and pay a little more attention yeah.
1: do, <laughs> do the right thing so i so without mentioning like any names specifically. I mean, I know you, uh, I'm sure you've got a ton of stories about working at, you know, Paramount and shit like that. But do you have, like, a particular, like, horror story about, like, someone that came through that was just being a fucking dickhead? Like I said, you don't have to implicate anyone, but if you do have a story, I'd love to hear one.
4: Uh, Yeah, and I am going to implicate someone because this guy's a piece of shit. Fantastic. (laughs) So we had a show come through. It was Drowning Pool and, like, a bunch of these other kind of, like, new metal acts and uh the band trapped
2: oh god Ugh.
4: once all this shit started happening on the internet with all of these other guys uh other bands and like that guy being being who he is um yeah. i was like you know what i'm i hope there's a there's a point someday where i get to tell this story and that is right now so <laughs> they were trapped was not headlining that bill I believe they were either, it was out of five bands, they were, like, I don't even know if they were direct support. They might have been, like, just below direct support. But either way, not headlining the bill. Um, every single person on the tour, every other band, every other band member, even members of their own band, <laughs> perhaps own band were just like, hey, man, like, just watch out for this guy. Like, he's kind of a dick. Like, just don't, like, whatever it is, it's like, let's try and get through today because this, guy, this guy's a fucking asshole. And I was like, all right. And at, my, at, at, at that point, I was kind of like stage managing and, and, and dealing mm-hmm. with that in particular. And I was like, and I'm always really nice to everybody. Like, I don't, I don't, but at the same time, I have a job, oh. like, it's not really up to band guys to tell, to, to tell me that how long they're going on stage if they're not the headliner. Like,
2: yeah, exactly.
4: what fucking band you're in? That's not how it works. <laughs> Sure. Uh, so the the, the the day is going whatever is fine and Trapped goes on stage and they played for like, I think they had like a half an hour slot or 40 minutes and they ended up going over like 25 minutes. So just a complete dickhead move on that guy's part. And he was on stage like talking shit about whatever, like the tour, like saying all this stuff. And like, he just was the worst guy. Like, so I... <laughs> For anybody out there that's wondering If this guy's cool or not He's fucking not He's a dick And he's a fucking
2: complete
4: diva loser And (laughs) you have one song Awesome dude Really good job (laughs) No one is impressed with you at all Fuck off forever
0: Dude I don't even know the song What is the one song?
1: You know it You gotta know it It's Headstrong That's like Headstrong I'll take you on they're gone everyone
4: that song is that's what people who don't like music that's the music (laughs) that they listen to is that like just don't even fucking like the fact that he's coming after all these other bands like I I mean it's very clear that he's trolling and like trying to get attention by being a heel you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like whatever dude I mean I guess that's fine but like don't you think it's a little sad that like that's what you have to do to garner attention nowadays. Like you can't just let your music speak for you. You have to actually go after other musicians and like for what to, to get them to listen to your record that no one, that no one is going to care about. I was at, I was at that show, not particularly well attended if I must say. <laughs> so, you know, say, say about that, whatever you want, but like, I don't know, man, that, that guy just rubbed everybody the wrong way, and everybody else on the tour was super gracious, super cool. Like, that's the way you're supposed to be because we're all in the same boat, man. Like, we're trying to put a show on, we're trying to bring joy to people's lives. No one is interested in your bullshit. Nobody.
1: And and I'll tell you what, man. I um, you know, I I've been following Mikey, and I have been talking about this a little bit. We'll just we'll just talk about this one last thing. So. The Islanders uh, have been like, I, I don't know if it's on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever it is. They've been like posting these like like little things that are like, oh, like these are what, like this is what Pavilion listens to. This is what like Anders Lee listens to. Like this is, And dude, it's all dog shit. It's terrible, man. Like yeah, every tough. single, it's bad. But I can say that thank God I haven't seen Trapped on there yet. But no. like I have a feeling like I'm going to. Like I have a feeling like, some fucking some dink on that team is gonna be like, oh yeah, I love fucking listening to trap. To dude, uh, I don't even know. Fucking, I can't I, even.
2: I, I,
4: I do. I truly do doubt that. Um, only because you got to remember, dude. That song came out when they were when most of the guys on that team. Let's see, like Johnny Boychuk is my age.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right? They're all young. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. They probably had no idea what that fucking shit was. Yeah, like. So,
4: uh, I don't know, man. I think that
2: God I fucking hate that guy. I hate that. <laughs> guy.
4: I really do. Like he, like as far as like stand out like rock star asshole bullshit that I've had yeah. to in my life. That's that's definitely up there.
1: Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm sure it sucks, man. But, you know, like I said, the, the, at least at the very least, you know, like, you just know that like one guy, one day, like this guy is gonna, like, people are gonna stop acknowledging him, and they're gonna stop fighting with him on the internet. And he's just gonna fade into nothingness. And like, that's gonna be his legacy, like, a one hit wonder and like, a two year period of like yelling at people on the internet about fucking MAGA and, you know, Being more popular than other people, and just people thinking that this guy is a total clown, and that's going to be his legacy. So,
4: I mean, dude, (laughs) it is the only reason I give a shit about him is because of that one song. And, like, it's awesome that they had a hit song. I would love to have had a hit song and had had made a whole career off of it. You know, I wasn't fortunate enough for that to happen to to any of my bands up to this point, but like, (laughs) you're going to treat other people like shit because you're, like, too small of a person that, like, that's what you need to do to step on other people. Like, that is not a good look. And I I I think it was Riley from Power Trip. Uh, I, I think that's his name, but, like, like they're going to, like, fight or something. Like, I think I heard something, like, they're going to, like, actually square up and fight, and, like, that would be cool. I mean, I would love to see that. I would love to see Ice-T beat his ass, yeah, power trip beat his ass like yep, great man like shut him the fuck up like shut. listen man
1: like if you you put that on pay-per-view i will i will pay fifty dollars to watch it
4: yeah I I absolutely will. Yeah, all, give all the money to charity like great
1: yep exactly i love it man so uh so listen man i'm gonna uh gonna wrap this on up uh i know um uh, Mikey is, uh, is, oh, is off. So I'm back. So, doing something. Oh, wait, dude. Oh, he's back now. Here so what go.
0: happened was it's teacher appreciation week. So one of my students came to my house to deliver a, a present and my dog was freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? So Caitlin came up and said that my the student and his, his mom were outside, like filming, like them dropping off a present. So I had to like run outside.
4: That's nice. That's cute. And I appreciate what you're doing, Mike. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass trying to help people up with all this stuff,
0: yeah. It's it's it is what it is, but I can't complain because I'm still getting paid and you know, gotta go, gotta go on. The learning's yeah. gotta happen. But Brian, right. as always, dude, love chatting with you and I uh appreciate you coming on. And w- where did you say uh, we could find those two Envy on the Coast songs on uh 516 Day, uh,
4: dude? They'll be on Spotify, they'll be everywhere that you can get music. Um, And yeah, I mean, we're gonna, they'll be on iTunes. You can probably buy them off Bandcamp. Like there's a lot, there will be, there is no excuse for you not to hear these songs. We're gonna be be everywhere. So I don't want to hear people saying like, oh, is it on? Yes, it's on there. Every, any, any weird esoteric place you listen to music, it's there because it's 2020 and you have no excuses. (laughs) all right perfect cool
0: cool so i'll we'll we'll make sure that we uh check those out when they come out and uh once again appreciate you coming on brian i'll talk to you soon man
4: peace Peace. be well
2: buddy
0: That's your first interview you got to do with him.
1: Yeah, man. He, um, you know, he was just a, he was much of a blast to, ha- to have an interview with and to, you know, just have a regular conversation with. I do want to say, um, you know, very clearly that I am not trying to uh, create any coffee beef. <laughs> I don't want there to be any, 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 any real beefs, real tussles about King's Coast. I love King's Coast. They they make some some beautiful brew. Some Java. I love to drink it. You know, it's just stuff you you do you do when you're on the ice. You know, you chirp, you you chide. You know, you you break balls. You know, so you know that's that's all that's all that that is. That's all that I can condone. But you know,
0: but when you think that's of all a coffee I... <laughs> burn, like I use your coffee to brew my coffee, <laughs> that is a Dude. sick coffee burn.
1: Dude, yeah. That's like that's like almost like a like a like a, your mom is so fat like the equator is her belt size kind of shit. You oh, know? it's
0: so awesome. I love it. It's just, and it's the burn you know, of all obviously, centuries, obviously, you know, being Islander fans, like Kings coast is just like the dopest branding that you can have, especially yeah. with like the lamplighter blend, having the old yeah, fisherman yeah. logo on it. But oh, yeah, I still just think Brian is hysterical for dropping that during <laughs> a No, <laughs> dude, so he's good.
1: like I said, man, he's, He's one of a kind, man. And, um, you know, when we have him on for a fourth and fifth time, I'm sure I'll, I'll think of other crazy questions to ask him, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you do one of these interviews, man, you only have like, you know, a finite amount of time. Cause I mean, I, you know, we've had artists on here that like, you know, I could probably rattle off, you know, a hundred, 200 questions about their process and what went into this and what went into that. But, you know, you don't want a 12 hour podcast. It's just not feasible, but, um, yeah. The great thing about Brian is he's just so easy to talk to. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we love having him on and, um, you know, just getting to hear his insight about, you know, all the, all the things he's been through. I mean, just hearing that ridiculous story about the, uh, about trapped, and how terrible they are. Um, you know, it just kind of, it's so funny because it's, it's topical right now because that guy's just out here being so bad and so stupid on, uh, on Twitter. And you know, he, here here comes Brian with the story, the story of all stories. So I love it, man. I, I had a blast chatting with him and uh you know I hope he, he comes on a bunch more and we chat with him more and you know, um super cool though, uh, you know, to get to uh to debut uh you know their 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 new song that's coming out for five sixteen. Uh such a banger and uh just so it's so cool, man. You know, it like I said, sometimes I I get to rambling a little bit, but it's just like I, I kind of think in my head, you know, what an awesome thing we have going on here. I'm very, very fortunate, man. It's its its some cool shit.
0: Now, you know, I, I, I do know that you have a personal relationship with some of the Envy guys, but Brian was not one of them, right?
1: No, to be honest with you, man, it was the real personal relationships I had with Envy were with uh you know Sal, Jeremy, and and Dan, who are no longer you know with Envy, but it's been great because through knowing them, I got to know, you know Brian and 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 Ryan, and I've developed you know friendships with them. Uh, they're you know everyone that was in Envy are all unbelievably talented guys, and I know that, you know, over time things have happened, and you know the group is kind of splintered, but you know I knew Sal and Jeremy from years and years ago. Uh, when they were in, uh, you know, a little pop punk band called Three Minute Warning, who uh, Antigone's Revenge, which was my high school band, played with Three Minute Warning a ton of times, and uh, you know that's how I got to know them. And then, uh, you know, when they started um, Envy on the Coast, and I, I forgot what they called uh, Written Water. Written Water was what they were called before they ended up being called Envy on the Coast, but that's how I really got to know those guys, um, you know, was, was through my relationship with, with those other guys. And Dan, you know, the drummer of any, uh you know, I met him my uh, freshman year of college because we went to a community college together, both in the music program. But uh, I mean, it's, it's harrowing how, how talented all those guys are. I mean, like when you look at um, low country as a record and, and the thing that strikes me about low country is like, when I learned that Ryan played, drums on the whole record it was just like it blew me away it's like geez this guy's so talented uh but you know it's just one of those bands who um you know who knew who knows like if they never had broken up and they had kept writing records like where the hell they'd be you know i look at bands like that all the time and you know like envy and like as tall as lions and like all these bands that were just unbelievably talented and like ahead of their time and just what they would have been doing had they had continued on. But it is great to know that, you know, Envy came back at us with ritual and now they've got some new music out. So you, it's, it's super exciting.
0: And, you know, being friends with them for, you know, going on 10 years now. Yeah. I didn't know how influential the receiving end of sirens was to that, especially, with yeah. Lucy, you know, the album, Lucy gray. And, yeah, sure. It's just so cool to hear, especially since like you and I both love, uh, you know, the receiving end of sirens so much. Sure. So yeah. hearing Brian talk about them in, in such high regard is awesome because the receiving end of sirens is also one of those bands. Like who yeah. knows what they could have been, you know, if Casey was still on the band and it, they yeah. continued in that, on that path, man, they were doing that progressive, like, Yeah. I, and and not you the, even call them like progressive screamo progressive rock
1: like po- post hardcore like i don't know man. I, I don't even know how to how to really categorize them but like that, that and that's the other unbelievable thing like so you know casey ends up splintering off and he ends up you know doing the deer hunter and i mean like the deer hunter is just such that project is so diverse i mean like there's so much going on on every single record and it's just like he's a mastermind. Casey is man. I mean, you know, like he's, you know, from what I've heard, you know, I, I don't know him personally, you know, I hear he's, he's, he could be a little tough sometimes, but at the same time, man, like the kind of music that he puts out, the frequency at which he does it and the quality that he does it, it's just so crazy. And it really is wild to think like, you know, had Casey stuck in the band and had the receiving end sirens continued, would they have stayed aggressive or would they have started going down the path of, the deer hunter and maybe like pulling back on some of that aggression and getting a little bit more experimental you know would envy have continued on on the path that they were you know where you know low country you know had all of these different elements uh, you know a little bit of blues you know a little bit of like you know you know old, like old-time rock a little bit of like classic rock like would they have continued down that path I like to think about that a lot uh with you know bands that have broken up and come back and I mean you know maybe we could have a have a you know, special episode for that sometime down the road because I have a lot of opinions on it. But just to speak on Envy and, and Trios, like, I really do wonder where they would have been had they had continued on their path. But, you know, as much of a bummer as it is that, you know, we're not getting that tour, uh, you know, hopefully we will get that tour at some point. And who knows, man, maybe that tour will spark something in the receiving end of Sirens when they're like, man, we missed this. Let's write a record. I mean, and then, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, hopefully you got into Brian's ear. And like convinced him to maybe do that that split like release like that would be cool right yeah they cover a trio song and then Trios covers an envy song like sign me up I mean I would get listen, that yeah. in a
1: heartbeat yeah you know, exactly and and you know and, and you know do the right thing man you know a song on each side of a seven inch press five hundred of those take them out on tour bro those would be gone in a heartbeat, heartbeat. oh
2: yeah
0: easily
1: a heartbeat yeah but that's the kind of thing that people look for man people want that exclusivity people want, you know, to see artists kind of come out of their, go, go out of their element and get out of their comfort zone and try new things. And I would love to see it, man. I really would.
0: All right, man. So, you know, once again, I apologize that my, my student interrupted the end of that <laughs> interview. Um, It was teacher appreciation week when we were recording and he, him and his mom surprised me and like rang the doorbell and brought these like ridiculously delicious bunk cakes like they're dude nothing but cakes and oh
1: nothing but cakes are
0: great man. oh my god so good. so good so i had to run outside <laughs> i had no idea they were coming and I, I usually try to be as professional as possible i take this pretty serious so i apologize for that but the show must go on. And Tom, Tom kept it going. So I appreciate that, Tom. And
1: of course, buddy. And listen, you know, that, you know, teachers should be appreciated, man. You know, especially in, in times like right now where, you know, you're, you're teaching a completely different way than, you know, what you've been taught all your life and you're, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. So I got no problem with, you know, man in the microphone for 10 minutes while, uh, while you eat some delicious bunt cakes. I mean, that's (laughs) dude, that's, that's all you, but uh, dude, white having said and raspberry, that, it's so good. Wow, oh, dude, I'm so jealous. I'm so, yo, I told you about those key lime donuts, right? Yeah, I think it was
0: like a, a dude, extremely limited, it time, was, and I might have missed it.
1: I think you missed them, it's okay. You maybe know, maybe they'll I, be coming so back, but they I've were become
0: kind of a key lime fantastic. snob, and I feel yeah. like that would have been very artificial flavored. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely, and absolutely, yeah. that that's not what I like about key lime. I like like the freshness of it okay. and how refreshing it is. It's like a, the most refreshing pie you could possibly eat. Yeah. So like, all right. The, the fact that crispy cream was doing it, I it just, it wouldn't have done it for me. It's kind of like, you know, they have those key lime Greek yogurts and, and such. And sure, it just tastes like you're eating lime juice and it's not very <laughs> good. So I, I, I wouldn't want to ruin my key lime kick that I've been on for a few years.
1: Fair enough, man. I don't want you to ruin that either. And I know, man. You know, key lime pie is refreshing. Uh, you know, woke up in a paranoid sweat is super refreshing. You know, we we got to debut a little bit of that, and you know, as uh, we end this episode, you'll get to hear some more of that track that uh, we got to debut with uh, with Envy on the Coast. You know, a couple of days before they release it. Uh, you know, on all uh, streaming platforms on uh, 516. Again, uh, you know, you remember Brian saying it, it's going to be everywhere, so he doesn't want to hear your shit if uh, <laughs> you try to tell him you don't know where to listen to it. But, um, man, it's always a pleasure getting to chat with with Brian uh, and, and, you know, having him on the podcast. Like I said, he's great to talk to. Uh, just learning more and more about him as we go and getting to have conversations is awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. And you, so guys, on that
0: note, you guys just didn't get to see the kissy face that he was doing to us because he decided to record with video and he was just blowing kissy faces at us the whole time.
1: He did kissy face us, man. And we're going to kissy face all of you. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Uh, we've got such great you know, stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. So really excited for you to uh, you know, catch the wave and be along with us. Bardownbreakdown.com. That's our sweet website. You can uh, catch all of our archived episodes. Uh, of course, you can get us on anywhere that you like to listen to your podcasts, be that Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. Uh, there's a ton of them. Uh, so to make sure on whatever you do and you're liking, you're subscribing, uh, send us messages, emails, whatever you got to do, man. We, we love chatting with uh, with with people that that are our listeners. We love getting feedback. So please, please just tell us what we can do to make this podcast more enjoyable for you if you want to see certain people or I should say hear interviews with certain people, just let us know and we'll try to make it happen. Uh, that's that's something we love to do. but on that note, of course, uh, BDBD podcast at BdBD podcast, um, you can get us at the bar down breakdown, Instagram and Twitter. We're there for you. Uh, we are on Facebook now uh, for the grandpas as Mikey likes to say. you know, there's some you know great aunts and great uncles that are probably on there too, but for the grandpaws, I'm, I'm all for that. And having said that mouthful, that's all I got. And that's all you're gonna get.
0: All right, so, mikey tom, ryan beautifully done so tom thank you once again for just being a rad co-host i appreciate every second of this with you of course this is a, a fun ride we're on and we're going to keep it rolling for all of our awesome listeners so tom i hope you have a great weekend mm-hmm. peace be with you and also with you buddy